Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, Fi fans. Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with the WBA World Super Flyweight Champion, Andrew Maloney and Jason Maloney, who is ranked in the top five of the Bantamweight division by all four major organizations. You guys, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, had you waiting for a little bit, so I apologize. But how are you guys? How are you guys doing? No, we're good. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. So what's been going on yet? You guys are now in Las Vegas. Tell me a bit about how that was, because to my understanding, there's been like some major travel restrictions. So how are you guys able to make it over to the States? Yeah, that's right. We're in Las Vegas at the moment and very, very thankful to be here and very excited to, to finally get back to fighting. We, um, it was looking pretty bad at one stage and yeah. looking like possibly we wouldn't be able to fight for the rest of the year. Um, as you said, with the travel restrictions and everything going on and all the lockdowns happening around the world. But our manager Tony Tolge worked really hard and followed all the right paths, and we got we were lucky enough to get an exemption and and get some uh, yeah be allowed to travel and get over here and top rank and Tony Tolge sorted out and mm-hmm. yeah we've we've made it all the way from a, the other side of the world and top rank couldn't believe it they said we we can't even get Canadian skins over the border at the moment and you guys have flown from the other yeah. side of the world made it from Australia but we're um. As I said, we're very thankful to be here. And, yeah, we can't wait to fight. Okay, so I know you guys said on another podcast that you guys were ready to fight. How are you able to maintain staying ready when most people can't even get, like, proper sparring in or are not really able to train the way that you would normally train if the the pandemic wasn't taking place? So what are you guys doing exactly? Um, well, we're fortunate that our gym in Australia is just a private gym for myself and Jason. Um, so it's only us two training there. So we were allowed to keep training through the lockdown. Um, so we stayed fit the whole way through and, and used that time as an opportunity to, to keep to keep learning and getting better and stayed really fit. And we've been fortunate enough that we're, we're twins and obviously both boxers. So we used each other as sparring partners for the last few weeks. and. Yeah, we, we feel like we're ready to fight tomorrow if we could. 
All right, so I know you guys, most twins have like this sort of competitive nature with one another. So I'm curious if you guys have that with each other as well. And based on your smiles right now, I can kind of tell that you do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Me and Andrew have always been really competitive with each other, with everything we've ever, we've ever done as kids, whether it was boxing or football or basketball, everything we ever did, we just wanted to be one up on each other. And uh, when we first started boxing, we'd end up rolling around on the floor trying to kill each other. But these days, we, we try and use being twins as our, as our advantage. Uh, we try and, you know, help each other, tell each other where each other could improve. And I think especially at the moment with no one else being able to spar, us being twins and having each other to, to bounce off each other and spar each other and train together has really helped us. And I think it's a massive advantage for us at the moment. Do you guys think that you would ever fight one day or is that completely off off the table? <laughs> we get asked this all the time. At the start, we said, we said no. I don't think our family would appreciate it. But now I guess it's never say never because if the money was right, I guess we'd have to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know a lot of oft oftentimes brothers are like, no, we'll never fight each other. But I mean, yeah. you guys are so... <laughs> similar in size and weight classes that it's like it, it could potentially be there one day I mean, who knows and we and we've fought each other for free so many times and <laughs> it'd probably be one of the best fights people have ever seen so if the appeal is there it could happen one day <laughs> well, one of the things that i found interesting was that you guys you didn't necessarily know you wanted to be boxers until you sort of entered into it wanting to sort of up your fitness game correct so you guys really wanted to be uh you guys you guys would call it uh football out yeah, there sure uh, football. in america we'll call that soccer but you guys wanted to be uh, footy players right yeah so it's australian rules football it's different to soccer it's um oh, okay. yeah it sort of looks like a gridiron ball but you you kick it differently and yeah it's a completely different sport you'll have to look it up but that was our dream growing up is we wanted to play AFL football and we sort of got into boxing as a way to get fit during the pre-season and then we just fell in love with boxing and decided that's what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a bit about that because I always find that to be quite fascinating how people sort of entered into boxing and what was it specifically that made you want to do this professionally because and with all due respect, I always say you gotta have to have a few screws loose in your head to want to, you know, be a fighter because it's not normal for someone to want to get hit in the head for a living. So what was yeah. it that made you guys know that this was the direction you wanted to take as opposed to, um, you know, doing the, the footy, the, is it footy? Yeah, that's what we call it. Footy, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just the, as we mentioned, us being super competitive people. Boxing is the, the ultimate sport for a competitive person. It's you and just one other guy in the ring and it all comes down to, you know, you on the night. I mean, you've got a team and everyone that can help you during training, but on the night, you're in the ring and against one other guy and there's, there's it all comes down to you and if you've worked hard, usually the results pay off and if, if you've slacked off, then you pay for it. So. That's what sort of drew us to the sport and, and made us fall in love with it. Um, I got off to a terrible start and lost my first seven fights as an amateur. So, again, that just made me 
want to win even more because I hate losing. And I think that's what drove me to fall in love with the sport. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And as you said, you do have to have a couple of screws loose to, to love this sport. <laughs> and I guess we both do have a few few loose. And um, yeah, we just love, love the sport. Uh, we've been doing it for 16 years now and just can't get enough of it. Straight after a fight, we never want to have a break. We just want to get straight back in the gym and just keep working hard and be the best we can be at this sport. Well, you guys have both come pretty far. Um, you know, Andrew, you're obviously currently the WBA world champion. And Jason, you you even went as far as to competing in the World Boxing Super Series Season 2. Unfortunately, it wasn't the outcome that you were hoping for, but it was nonetheless a very close fight. When, when you reflect back on that time, um, what, what do you think of, when you rewatch it, what are you thinking? Is there, is there areas that you see that you need to make improvements? Did you feel that uh, the decision was wrong? Like, wh- what is your thought on all of it? When I watch it now, I think, geez, if I fought him again, I'd destroy him. Like, I, it, it frustrates me watching it because I know that I could have, I, I know now, after, since that fight, been, you know, I've made massive improvements and I think I'm a completely, you know, much better fighter now. And I just think, geez, I'd love to have that fight again and I'd be world champion. But um, that's okay. I'm, I'm positive. I'm, I'm glad that uh, I've learned that lesson. I'm glad that I've been able to improve so much since that fight. And now I, it's just about me getting myself back into the position where I can fight for another world title and become world champion. And like you said, I think that fight for me probably was just that tiny bit too early in my career. I, I was still still making huge improvements in the gym, but when you get the opportunity to fight in the World Boxing Super Series, you're going to jump at it, of course. It was it was a dream come true and an amazing, amazing experience to be a part of. But since then, I think I've made huge improvements with me and my coach, Angelo Hyder, and we're just going from strength to strength. And I can't wait to, uh, to fight for another world title, and hopefully that will happen before the end of this year. Is chasing the rematch with Rodriguez like top of the list or are you looking to just sort of move on and, and learn from that experience? No, top of the list is to fight one of the world champions and, and to become world champion myself. Eventually, at some stage in my career, I would like to have that rematch and, and, and you know, right that wrong. But at the moment, my focus is just on any of the champions, anyone that's in my way of becoming a world champion. And uh, yeah, whatever I can do, uh, whatever belt it is, uh, I'll fight anyone. I just want to fight the best and and uh, become world champion. But who specifically? Do you have a specific person that you would say I would want to face him, and this is the reason why? Like, is there specifically? I know that we have um, what anyway, um, Rigandau, who isn't the most active at this at this moment. Um, who yeah. Else? Uh, well, you got Anui and, and Casemiro that are both holding belts at the moment, and also Ubali, the Frenchman, has a WBC. So it's pretty tied up at the moment because we've got Casemiro and Anui hopefully fighting each other soon. That was scheduled before the coronavirus hit. Um, and then Ubali's um, mandatory is Nonito Donaire. So they're sort of the belts are a little bit tied up at the moment. So um, I've said to top rank, I just want to fight the best fighter available and earn my shot at one of the champions as soon as possible. Um, I was scared to fight Joshua Greer. Um, we're in talks at the moment. I'm not too sure if I'll fight him next or if Top Rank want to put me in with someone else. 
as I said, I'm happy to fight whoever I need to fight and fight the best fighters available and, and earn myself a shot at one of those champions um, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, for yourself, wh- what's the goal for you? Like, I know, mind you, we're speaking as if like we're all ready to go tomorrow, right? Because it's all we can do right now because we really don't know what's going to happen in the coming months. But should should it be in should you be in a position to want to make a fight with any specific person who is the target um well looks like we will be fighting towards end of june that's the plan um as long as everything goes well and the nevada commission approve the fights to go ahead um top rank have thrown up a few names for me as possible opponents for those dates Mm -hmm. um i'm looking forward to fighting as soon as possible um, but I have mentioned Chocolatito, he's got the WBA super title and he's, he's a legend of the sport and definitely a dream fight for me and a fight I hope we can make soon. Right. So the conversation amongst a lot of us is, or, or the debate, I'm sorry, is whether or not it's considered to be a duck if a fighter should decide that they, don't, that they need a tune-up fight um, coming back from the coronavirus what do you guys make of it because it sounds like to me that you guys are ready to go right off the bat but what do you make of that do you think that it's fair that fighters have the opportunity to have a tune-up fight in between or do you think that it's their responsibility to stay ready even now yeah i think it's their responsibility to stay ready everyone is in the same position so it's it was up to them to stay disciplined and stay professional during the lockdown and, and keep themselves ready. So I think everyone's in the same boat and we should look to make the best fights possible as soon as sport is back because the boxing fans have, has, have missed watching the fights and, you know, they don't want to come back and see everyone in tune-up fights. They want to see the big fights straight away. So that's what we want to do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, I agree. But at the same time, I'm the one who's actually saying that I don't consider it a duck if people want to take a tune-up fight because not everyone has the ability to stay ready you know trainers live far away they're everyone's home with their families currently um sparring is limited to if if at all you know available so i actually think i don't think it's it's considered a duck but i'm happy to see that you guys are more than ready and willing because that's that's exciting that means that you know, we could potentially see some pretty solid fights with you guys straight out the gate. Yeah, that's what we hope. Yeah, definitely. So I know that you were saying, Andrew, that you said you spoke to Top Rank and there's a few possible names. Could you give us anything? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think I can at the moment, but I know they've got a a meeting with the Nevada Commission this uh, tomorrow. So hopefully that all goes well and we can announce our opponent and fight in the next couple of days. All right, let's talk about your involvement with a new boxing game coming out called Esports Boxing Club. Um, I've seen some stuff floating around social media about that as well. It's the first boxing game that we've had in a long time. Um, yeah. Talk about your involvement with that. Yeah, well, we're really, really happy to be part of it. Um, as kids, we used to sit in the lounge room and and play um, EA Sports Fight Night. And for years and years and years, I think it's been 10 years since that game came out, everyone's been saying, bring out another one, bring out another one, we need another boxing game. And finally, someone's 
uh, gone ahead and produced what a game which looks like it's going to be amazing the, from what we've seen in terms of the you know the quality and the graphics and everything um, and yeah for us to now have ourselves featured in the game is yeah it's pretty cool and um, something that we're really excited about and, and can't wait for the release. So when is the release? We're not sure just yet. That's something that they're working on. That looks like it's pretty close. Um, but, yeah, um, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, yeah. But I'm sure it's going to be something that everyone's going to be really excited about. And I think it'll be a great success. Now, the both of you have children, young children, one a son, one a daughter. If your children came to you and said, Daddy, I want to I wanna box, <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys signing off on that? I'm really not sure. I probably prefer he doesn't. I'm definitely going to teach him how to box. Um, he's going to be a superstar on the mitts, that's for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's totally up to him when he's old enough to make his own decision. If he wants to fight, I can't say no. But, I mean, it's not the sport any parent really wants to see their kid do. But, yeah, it's going to be his decision at the end of the day. I mean, I was going to ask you that because you're, I could imagine your mother like not one but both want to be fighters and end up becoming uh basically people get hit in the head for a living i can only imagine where she was with all of that did your mom attend attend fights or is she one of the moms that don't want to watch like how does how does that work for you guys no both our parents do come to our fights and they're really really supportive but it was certainly something that I don't think they wanted us to do. It took a little bit of persuading. You know, when we went from just training a couple of times a week to coming home and saying, hey, we want to fight, I think they weren't too happy and excited about the idea. But they came around after we nagged them and nagged them and nagged them. And they could see how much we, you know, how much we loved the sport and how much it meant to us. So... Like Andrew said, it's going to be hard to say no. I mean, our parents allowed us to do it and, you know, how can we sit back and say, no, you guys can't. But I probably prefer Andrew's son becomes a little machine and just looks after my little girl and protects her and she can choose another sport. But we'll wait and see. So what do you guys do outside of boxing? I know it's super important that when you guys are, are really in tunnel vision um, and you're really in the zone, you, I get that that's all you think about, but there has to be a balance, as you know, with what you're doing. There has to be something else that you're doing to kind of keep you guys um, sane. What is that? What is that thing for you guys? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, well, outside of the gym, we, we try and spend as much time as we can with our families, obviously, and our, our young children. But we also like a bit of surfing back home on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, a bit of fishing. We, we play table tennis every day, um, sort of before training is our warm-up, and we're super competitive in that. Um, that's definitely one of our hobbies. Mm -hmm. um, 
we're just speaking of table tennis, we, we heard Terence Crawford's the, the king of top rank table tennis at the moment. So we want to call him out. Terence, <laughs> we, we want a table tennis match, mate. We're coming for that title. <laughs> I have seen him play before uh, table tennis and that's, and pool, very competitive with that as well. Yeah. No, we want to crack at the title. Yeah. We want to be the, the top dogs at, at top rank table tennis. <laughs> So when you were studying, like when you were first starting off in boxing, who yeah. who would you consider the the fighters that you looked up to the most and, and wanted to emulate? Um, when we first first started boxing, our idol was Danny Green, an Australian boxer who our coach actually coached, uh, coincidentally enough. Um, he was our first idol in the sport and the first boxer that grabbed our attention and, and we really followed and, and loved watching the way he fought and loved the way he went about everything inside and outside of the ring. Um, currently, my f- favourites are probably uh, Canelo, Lomachenko, Terence Crawford, um, guys like that. Um, but yeah, I like sort of watching a huge range. I'm, I'm a big, big boxing fan. I watch a lot, a lot of boxing and try and just pick different things from each different person's style and and create my own um but yeah initially it was Danny Green and he's played a massive part in our career and, and really helped us and steered us in the right direction and you Andrew <laughs> <laughs> my, my answer is going to be exactly the same um yeah so Danny was our idol growing up and and still is and yeah my favorite fighter today is Canelo okay yeah um somebody that who they keep mentioning is is possibly coming back is Mike Tyson yeah you know like we're hearing that he might consider bare knuckle boxing um at 53 years old is that is this a fight that you would want to see not really to be honest Mm -hmm. I'm a big big Mike Tyson fan and was lucky enough to meet him a few years ago and watching the, the old footage of Mike is just unbelievable you know he was such a beast and just you know a once in a lifetime sort of style fighter and an absolute legend of the sport. But as you said, at 53, it's not really something I'm too interested in seeing him come back and doing. I think it's excellent how he's got himself back in great shape. He looks unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's better for his legacy to stay retired. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think originally he was talking about doing exhibition matches, which I think that's a good idea. Like everyone would love seeing Mike, um, what just the way he moves in the ring and his explosive power. But in terms of actually competing as a pro again, I, I don't think it's a good idea. It's just a bit dangerous, isn't it, at that age? Yeah, yeah I think so. I know. It's, I know people are having a bit of a mixed reaction to it. Some people want to see it. Others are more concerned. I think like we're. I think collectively, us three are saying the same thing. Like. It's just a bit worrisome, and I, I wouldn't want to see anything happen to him. I mean, he's a legend. Nobody wants to see anything happen to him. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So how is Las Vegas for you guys? You know, um, I'm going to be going out to Vegas soon because I, I, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I do uh, UFO hunting. Oh, really? Yeah. Dead serious. So then I, <laughs> I know that's a side, little side hobby that I do. Um, <laughs> It's fun. I like to kind of just observe the skies and, and use some equipment to see what we can get. But um, how, how do you guys take to Vegas? And, and what, yeah, do you do, what do you do for fun? 
yeah, we love Las Vegas, especially this time because um, the la- I've been here. This is my third time I've been to Las Vegas, and the first two times I came here um, on Fight Week. Last time was for Canelo Triple G, and you stay in the hotel and the casinos, and you're just on the strip the whole time, and everything's just go go go, a million miles an hour, and you know people back home say, oh, they you know everyone loves Vegas, but they say. You know, you can only spend three or four days in Vegas. It'll chew you up and spit you out and it's a whirlwind and everything. But this time being, we're just outside the Strip. We're about 15 minutes away and we've seen some of the out, you know, the outside areas like Summerlin and Henderson and some of the some of the places that I haven't been before. And I can't believe it. Las Vegas is beautiful and I can, I can definitely see why people live here. The weather at the moment is amazing. We've got a pool at the house we're staying at and... In a really good, really good environment for us to be training at the moment, and you know, we've uh, we've got the pool just to relax during the day and kill a bit of time, and then obviously the gym's just down the road. We're training in the top ranked gym at the moment, um, which is pretty special because for years we've watched you know some of our idols and some of the all time greats training in that gym. So for us to now have the opportunity to train in there's pretty cool as well. And, yeah, I love the place and, and hopefully I'll be spending a lot more time here over the next few years and plenty of big fights here, um, yeah, in the next few years defending world titles. Do you guys travel with your family or when you're in training, is it solely like we we have to seclude ourselves and keep our distance? Like how, how does that dynamic work? Well, normally we'll come over just with our team um, and do the training camp and normally our partners would come over for a couple of days before the fight and just watch the fight mm-hmm. um, as they obviously like to be there to support us. But obviously that's not going to be able to happen this time um, because there's going to be no crowds at the boxing when it comes back. Um, so this time it's just us here with uh, our coach and manager and um, yeah, just isolated training camp. Yeah. Tough, tough. I can imagine as well, given the circumstances and being away from family, it's just a bit, um, respect to you guys for keeping boxing uh, such a forefront of your lives right now with everything else that's kind of because there's every everyone has every right to say I'm tapping out of work right now I don't want anything to do with it but you guys have shown your dedication and your love and passion for what you do Um, before we wrap up is there anything else you guys want to say is there any um, anything at all that we haven't covered that you might want to talk about No, not really, to be honest. We're just, as I said, we're, we're really, really happy to be here and very, very happy that we're going to be fighting shortly. It looks like the end of next month. So, um, as I said at the start of the interview, it, there was a moment there where it looked like we might not have been fighting for the rest of the year. So, we're just very thankful to our manager and top rank and everyone that played their part in, in getting us over to Las Vegas. And huge thanks to top ranks to for going through the processes and getting fights back on because as fighters right now, especially for us being in the prime of our career, we want to be in the ring. We don't want to be sitting on the sidelines for too long. So we're just, yeah, we're stoked that everything's getting back up and running and I'm sure all the fans will be very happy to see the fights and we're training very hard and we're going to aim to put on some really, really impressive performances and and capture a lot of new fans over here in, in the States. Sports Social Podcast Network.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.